welcome to another episode of Bertie and Paul. I am delighted to be joined in this cup final review uh, by the great Mikey Dahl. How are you doing? Uh, top. Absolutely tip top. And, uh, and uh, Endo, how are you getting on, son? Magic? Yeah, very well, thanks. Very well. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Yeah, very well. I'm sort of... Uh, might take a couple of days off Twitter and TikTok, I think. <laughs> I think that was I'm, a good plan. I've maxed out in my... Uh, I've maxed out yeah. my Celtic. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I'm delighted. I'm very, very happy. Uh, the League Cup seems to... Didn't, didn't know it mattered that much to me, but geez, oh, it mattered at the weekend, didn't it? It mattered to a lot of people. Uh, yeah, I'm delighted, really happy. So, yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. So, where do you want to start then? Do you want to start on my oppressive review of the, the game before it happened and last week? Do you want to start on that? Great note. Yeah, go go, go for it. Sounds sounds like a good place as any. Well, I mean, you start you start the week and you've got, you get, you've got this... Celtic are saying nothing and you've got Beale and Sutton I mean there's nothing really in the newspapers you've got Beale and Sutton Sutton and Beale sort of what well, will he come up and get interviewed etc etc but and then you get uh, Slacko whatever his name is just coming out and sort of giving it we're the better team that that mob next door that sort of stuff and you're sort of s- sitting there thinking hmm really they're getting they're trying to get under our skin here but during the week Beal's saying he's going to play X, Y and Z Raskin's going to play X, Y and Z but it turns out he bottles it he does an absolute massive bottle job and and uh, Celtic are just very very professional all week and uh, their job Celtic is to do talking in the park and it was just it was just really interesting to see two different approaches from supposedly one professional team and one other team that just turn up and just are constant winners. So I just was interested to see that sort of boy weather over sort of nonsense slagging us off then, but not being able to back it up with their team selection. Even their team selection was poor. So very defensive, very... Uh, they just weren't at the races in terms of saying they were going to go on the front foot against it because that really, as Dan said... Uh, last week, that is the real the way to play against Celtic is go on the front foot, and they are not able to do so. What do you think, Mikey? Yeah, I mean it's you know it's happened enough now, hasn't it? Like they just cannot cope with us when we you know the way we start games. Um, it happened again. You know, it seems it seems to take them generally, from what I can glean, you know, a half to to start playing anywhere near a decent level. So when you combine that with the fact that, you know, they, they tend to have poor first halves and then that's when we're at our best. It's like, you know, it's a kind of perfect storm for us and it's a recipe for disaster for them because they, they just can't cope with our energy, our movement, um, uh, uh, you know. Uh, they can't cope at all, well, okay, they, 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 they struggle to cope and they can't cope uh, in the early parts of games and we just basically grab the game by the scruff of the neck. So, yeah, I'd, you know, it's, it's certainly going to take more than Michael Beale for them to get anywhere near us. Um, you know, I'm I'm not surprised. You know, it's more for them for thinking that that's, that's all they needed. Do you know what I mean? Um, we are... We're, we're streets ahead of them now um, you know we're just we're building up great momentum and uh, yeah it's just it's pretty satisfying to be honest I, th- I think that right, welcome Dan as well how you doing Chief you alright? not so bad guys yeah Brian right. no, I just it's lack of professionalism like if you're if you're the underdog getting into a game and you know you don't allow one of your strikers to come out and badmouth the opposition. We didn't see the Newcastle come out and slagging off Man United at the weekend. I mean, a manager should be should be cutting all that down because they're just they're not even adding fuel to the fire. They're just focusing Celtic on a job. But it's just, it's just disrespectful, you know. The stuff with Sutton was just disrespectful, and I thought 
And then when you listen, when you start the game, and the minute we start the game, and you know that Tillman and Lindstrom are not fit, Dan, we talked about it, didn't we? And I said to you, Dan, if they start, it's going to be a huge error. And the minute, the, the minute the Rangers fans seen their own team sheet, they knew they're in trouble. And we we had that conversation on Tuesday, Dan, and he bottled it so much so that he had to bring in Lundstrom and um, Tillman. And we just how do how can anybody think that those type of football players not hundred percent fit could live with a Tati and McGregor? It's just beyond belief. They're they're so deluded that they think that that John Lindstrom is a football player. I mean, they're 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 their own worst enemies. You know, they they believe all their own hype. That guy has okay, obviously. You know, I just still cannot fathom how they made the Europa League final last year. But I'll put that, I'll put that aside. That guy is a very limited footballer. They think he's, yeah, I, I don't know. They think he's Graham Souness and he's pomp. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's pretty embarrassing. Um, yeah, guys, a hammer thrower, and you know they seem to build their whole kind of hopes around them. It's very, very strange to be honest. And so you're sort of viewing the you you viewing the first ten minutes, Celtic. Even though the pitch was horrendous, we won't talk about it because but Celtic were just really, really sharp and committed to the game, weren't they? I mean, yes and no. We were we were better than Rangers, but I didn't think it was a vintage performance from us. Um, I thought Rangers were poor um, and I think part of the kind of reality check is you know how can they be in a Europa League final last May with most of these players and yet in a, a kind of 50-50 game against us there'd be such kind of daylight in terms of the, the standard of player all over the pitch so I think I think that's probably hard for their fans to to fathom a bit and yeah someone like John Lundstrom who was instrumental in that run you know just looking like you know an average lower league English footballer um, so I think that's uh, probably making life slightly more difficult for them as well that they've been at a high point and are now not at a low but definitely not at, this, at the same level but it's mainly the same players Um I think the, the game itself of the football that was played in the first half, um, it was by us. Generally, we made better use of the ball uh, and controlled the tempo a bit more. But it was a it was a pretty scrappy first half. I thought, in general, um, in terms of the the kind of chance creation and true shots on goal, there wasn't there wasn't a lot. Um, I, I think, think uh, uh, you, you go, you go. No, I just think that, I, I just thought, you know, I just thought that Celtic went after Tillman. They were really direct, passing the ball around the middle, the middle of the parts. They were, they were trying to get balls in through the, not through the channels. And, and then at one stage, Dan, they went long. Jota was slightly offside. But for people like Barisic and Golston, you're like, oh, they're going long now, which I've always liked to see Celtic just go a bit direct. Because that means that the, the Rangers' defence is sort of caught, thinking, right, we thought that all the play was going to be in front of us, and now they're going to push us back a bit. We just put the ball a wee bit longer. And be, and so I thought, I don't, I wouldn't use the word scrappy handle. I thought Celtic were just, they were just sort of, uh, with with Moy, even Moy was a wee bit higher up, but I didn't think he was he was on the ball as much. But I thought McGregor they were just Hatati was just punching holes in them, just just settling into the game and just creating our own tempo and then ready 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 to beat them. You know that that's what I thought with with a bad pitch. Dan, mm. with you, yeah. I don't know. Like um, the the, mo- the most important thing in a cup final is the result. Um, and the result is ultimately a, a good one for us. Um, you don't really worry too much and reflect too much on performance when it's a cup final. Um, so probably slightly critical, but definitely, you know, I'm not going to look back on it as one of our 
best performances of the season or anything like that. But ultimately, it was a result that that won us the cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just yeah. Dan, what do you think then? Do you think what did you what, what was your takeaway from the game? The first twenty minutes. Well, after, after well after the game when the game, um, I didn't think it was a vintage performance either. There was obviously social media. Was, most people on social media were saying we bossed them, we showed them we were the best team and all that. And I agree with Hendo, it was quite scrappy in instances. Um, okay. We weren't at our best. They definitely weren't at their best either. Um, and we were just we did come out the better of the two. Um, Rangers did have a couple of chances. Remember. Um, Obviously, we mm-hmm. Ken hitting the post and then the rebound from um, Gap Toothman, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the second half as well, we kind of let them back into it a wee bit and they had a couple of half chances and then they were just beat towards the end of it. But the first 20 minutes, I wasn't overly concerned. Do you know what I mean? I thought we were set, settling into it well. Um, our goal came um, with a run of play because Kyogo obviously had that kind of half chance before and then the header as well yeah, so we were definitely pressure on them um, so um, it, it definitely came with a running play like maybe that was just them getting tired again but I was actually stem up a little bit but um, I mean, okay by, maybe by, maybe by, I by just by no means was it a comfortable like I was, we did play well in instances but like it was comfortable the last 10 minutes but I think before that I was kind of on the edge of my seat a wee bit going they could sneak a second goal here I wasn't, see, I wasn't overly confident towards the end as I was before before the match I was confident. See, I, I think in a conversation this this morning, I think for all the front play and all that sort of stuff, the two best players, the two main, well, third, three main players is Taylor, Starfelt and Carter Vickers. For Celtic League, like there's a, there's, a, there's a chance in the first half where Rangers sort of knock the ball, Tillman knocks the ball through and Vickers just takes everything with him, fully committed and puts the ball out. And Starfelt turned up as well for, okay, he made a couple of mistakes, right, fine. But he done his Cruyff turn. He was passing the ball. They were trying to boss the game. They were trying to get in front. And I think watching a Celtic team play like that just gives you confidence. And even though, okay, I thought Atati's maybe Moy worked his way into the game. Moy wasn't great at the start. But I think with that sort of, that Celtic team with that sort of back line, I'm pretty confident it, the Rangers can only score maybe one goal against us. Uh, that was my view. Watching Morelos sort of slowly drift in out the game, I just didn't think it was they were competent enough to to do that to us to score. No, and and the way they got their goal was as, as we all know, Morelos shoves Moy out the road. Yeah, I'm sure you've all seen it. The replay actually shoved him, so the goal actually shouldn't have stood. But anyway, he shoved Moy because in the first couple of replays, I'm going. <laughs> I don't know how Moyes tried to head this ball it's as if he's lost the track it and then obviously I've seen it the next time you can see obviously a man's just pushed him and he's trying to obviously get his bearings back and that's how he's no idea where the ball was hmm. but um, the size of Morelos is unbelievable like yeah. uh, how he's an athlete is a serious, seriously questionable how he how he can lead your front line you know what I mean he's not going to beat many people for pace what the, the- them with Morelos, it shades us with Lee Griffiths in those kind of last couple of seasons when he was at us. We keep on, you know, thinking we can ease the player that he was like three or four years ago. And yeah, they they, they kind of keep, not that I ever particularly rated them, but like you say, Dan, the sh- he's in shocking shape for a professional athlete. And, you know, it just, yeah, he got, he got that goal because he, he fouled Moy and he it was, Pretty much a tap in, but other than that, he's just a, an embarrassment to be honest. But, but in the same breath, saying that, I was surprised. I know he was getting subbed before he scored the goal, but he scored the goal. He's got the team up and gone again. He's getting the fans up and gone, and then they pull him off. Yeah, do you know what I mean? The fan had to left him on for another ten minutes for the Rangers manager, but I was quite glad to see him go off then. I mean, let's let's go back then. Look at look at what Hugo brings to the team in terms of just dedication to score, high energy, commitment to, to get into those opportunities in the middle of the, the goals. I mean, that's a, his movement. It's, rare, it's a rarefied commodity Celtic have got, uh, Hendor, isn't it? I mean, it, the fact is, this player in the Champions League, c- could, he, could he take us on to the next level? He didn't really get a good shot at it last year, but 
at the weekend he was just he was just on it for when he had to be, you know. The I mean, yeah, the the goal return to chances from him at the weekend was pretty was pretty high. What they had had the header and then he had those two goals he scored. But I can't really think of him having any other real clear cut chances. A shot, well, the um, shot that he tried to dink, hit, well, hit one. But once you start giving those type of players chances or hits, hmm. they're going to score. No, he so, did, I mean, he was doing, he the ball, he was trying to kick it past McGregor the, the local rival so you know it's it's good for him it'll be good for his confidence um it's like another it's another seal of approval from from the fans isn't it um it's another finger up to the media because it's like well actually now he scored two goals in a cup final against Rangers so so it's all good from that that stuff and good for his own uh his own brand um and and what he's capable of yeah, and back, back post Barisic strikes again. Yeah, well, apparently, yeah. apparently held him off quite easily. I know, but it's the same goal every time. It's the same goal they lose in Europe. It's the same thing. Tav doesn't make a, doesn't stop the cross. Doesn't even make an attempt to stop crosses, and the ball ends up in the back of the net with a bit of commitment. Uh, it's just a very strange. Yeah, that that was a strange start. Seven or six of those players played in two thousand nineteen. That just that's incredible that we've moved mm. on from from whatever that team was to today, and they're still because of their lack of financial clout, they just keep shining up the same stuff, and it's just it's it's it, it's just beggars' belief sometimes. But I thought I thought Celtic in the second half, I thought actually the, the first half Tav knocked over a couple of crosses, and if I fit Morelos or somebody was there, we could have problems. I thought the goal. I still think that's Hearts, Kelly's heel. And I think if Rangers did a bit more savvy, they should have put more balls in. But yeah, I mean, look, but uh, I mean, the, the Rangers fans are going on about well, Moretti. Uh, Hart, I mean, uh, he was he was getting a bit. Uh, He's got to go and get that, Mikey. Eh? Does he? Right. Okay. No, sorry. I thought, I thought it was a decent ball in, but um, it's a needless free kick as well. Johnson does a a handball outside the box, which gives the free kick away, doesn't he? Mm. If you're going to put money money on when the ball was coming to Dan, it's going right there. So Hart has to come out and get that. Hart, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, when the goal went in, I'm going, who the hell was... I was expecting Carter Vickers or um, Starfield to mark him, but then Carter yeah. Vickers was on Goldson and the other one was on... Who's the other central defender? Yeah, Davis. Davis and Starfield was on Davis, Davis but Morelos is the kind of guy who's going to punch you and shove you and batter you. And let's be honest, Moy's not the strongest in the team. You know mm. what I mean? So, like, one push, and Moy was obviously about four or five feet away from him then. I gave him a real time, hit it off his chest or his belly, whatever one it was. Couldn't tell. And then bury it. You know, so I, I wouldn't blame Hart. Hart's obviously looking to the man's on him. And then the flash okay. second, the man's off him. He's got space, bang, goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a, a real, it was a, in fairness to Tavern there, it was like a, a, a good whipped in cross. It's, I don't know. Yeah, well, ta- ta- the thing is, but that's we're going to look at Beal in a wee while. But it, it's all Gordon Strack and Celtic don't have that much height, so we've got to compete for every ball. I just think Hart should be out about anyway. Look, it's, I, I didn't even, I couldn't believe it went in. I thought it hit the side net. I, 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 I actually thought it hit the side netting as well. I was like, delayed reaction. I was uh, <laughs> thinking, all oh, these idiots think it's gone in. So does, so like, does. Oh my god! It is. It's actually in. I was like, and then I was like, how have we lost a goal? What are we doing? Yes, <laughs> yes. So much control of this game. How is it now two one and they've got their tails up? I totally agree with you. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't process. I was like, how? How is anybody else put that? Who the hell is Martin? He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be putting that away no. for four yards, five yards, whatever it was. Uh, and then yeah. I was just like, why? Why are we making a game of this now? Yeah. But I, I didn't. I mean, and that that then goes to the point of what Celtic did then. We just kept doing the same thing. We made our substitutions. We keep our back four. 
we keep uh, 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 Ange said that the players get their own responsibility so they, they sort of worked out how to just get the last 20 minutes of that game finished and they did it pretty efficiently with the help of obviously Beal taking off Morelos and I don't know what he was up to but and also the Rangers players deciding to start giving us easy fouls and free kicks and stuff like that they were wasting their own time you know and but then they, were, like, they were dead in their feet with 10 minutes to go yeah. they were dead in their feet they could hardly pass and everything like they made it I think the last 10 minutes was, wasn't too bad at all you know what I mean? You could see they were they were out. Yeah, I I I didn't feel any. I, I honestly, I was just like watching the clock, and then they started fouling us and stuff like that. And then I was like, okay, just just let them do this. This is totally unprofessional again. And uh, it just sort of drabbed. Whereas if Morelos was on the pitch, even though he might not be that fit, you still look at him for a flashpoint. But the Rangers fans are incensed that he was taken off, like incensed. The Beal brought on Kolak and Kolak didn't kick one ball. So it's just brilliant, you know. No, he didn't. He right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was just. It's just interesting. Like I, I'm just really interested in, uh, like Jota just gets it now, don't he? Like Jota's loving it. Uh, the Japanese players are just they're on it. Like Hatati turned up. Just the amount of players that turn up in February for Celtic is just brilliant. And this new sort of revamped League Cup. And the, even the TV stuff that Sutton was brilliant, I thought uh, the way we, we the way we everybody celebrates, even the coaches celebrating with like tons of coaches and all these guys really enjoying it. And I, I think it's just a great platform for this year. Just a brilliant platform. Without... Yeah, touching on Jota, I like it. I like that. During the game, I didn't actually think Jota was on the ball too much in the first half. And then when I watched the back, he actually was involved a hell of a lot. It's now mad that he just got caught up in the game. He actually did see quite a lot of the ball in the first half. I don't know if MDL thought the same. But at time I was like, geez, he's not really been in it. He could totally wrong. He swapped round as well, didn't he? And he, he got some touches. Like, yeah. As well, like, Maeda. He said Maeda didn't have... Some, I heard some commentators saying Maeda didn't play that well. I was like, no, but... He, he, he was on it, like... Tavernier and all these guys have to watch him like a hawk. These guys are running the other players hard all the time. Like Tillman was knackered after like 10 minutes. Atati and May, they were just running about after him. And that sort of uh, commitment to play the way Ange wants us to play just gives you a great platform to win the game. It doesn't always have to be silky stuff, you know? I thought I made, that, made this press was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Like... Like Bar- Barisic has to watch Jota like a hawk and even that sort of wandering in if you stay out in your positions and you stay in your positions it's easier for the Rangers back four to watch us but then when you start swapping around us or even hitting a couple of direct balls at one stage in this first half Golson hit a 40 yard or 50 yard pass out just down the field to nobody and that's when you know he's just like get the, get the ball out of here reset Celtic just go again against them you know yeah. Uh, it must be hard to play against at that level of football player we're playing against, you know. So we, we get the we get the League Cup. I love I love Joe Hart. Even though I don't think he's the best goalkeeper in the world. I love Joe Hart's interviews and stuff like that after. I think he just brings that calmness. I'm so delighted for Callum McGregor. Uh, I just I mean see see for everything that obviously Joe Hart has some flaws, but I, Postacoglu always mentions him. I think he, he brings so much more uh, to this team than, you know, like, yeah, he's not the best goalkeeper, but if you had, you probably look at Barkas or a kind of, Barkas's numbers and his stats, you'd be like, oh yeah, he's, you know, he's maybe exactly the type of goalie that you would need in this system that Postacoglu wants to play and, but the reality is that actually you need to be a massive big personality to be the, to be a goalkeeper at Celtic, and he's got that. And he's I think he's just an overall net positive in the dressing room. So you know, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Joe Hart. Also, also, I think as well. Uh, so I was just going to say, like one of the things uh, Andrew Postecoglou had said about the Jack and Marcus signing was he wanted a guy in, you know, 
with a bit about him, a bit of experience, could come in and, you know, not just lead the line, but also be a leader in the dressing room and, you know, do that. And that's why, you know, when his time was up, his time was up. It was like, because he came in and he served that purpose a bit. Um, you know, I think it's the same idea with Joe Hart. But if you look at his CV as well, his CV is pretty incredible. It's just he did a lot of it early on in his career, especially yeah. for a for a goalkeeper. You know, he was playing at the top level in his in his twenties. Um, you know, if you think he was playing Man City, winning league, Champions League, playing for England. You know, he's he's kind of done it all already. Um, so even just that kind of broader experience he has, um, as well as, you know, the fact that he is more of a leader and more of a presence will be a good attribute to have in the dressing room, especially when there's constantly new players and players leaving. It could be an unsettling place, but guys like that have been there and done that and been part of these kind of major squad overhauls year after year. I thought I'm, I'm. I'm trying to be greedy here, but I'd have loved Hatsubanovich to score, and I'd loved O'Reilly to score as well. I thought O'Reilly, he did that in Real Madrid, the Real Madrid game. He just, he just powder puffs his shot. The, the Real Madrid game when we were the worst team in the world, or the Real Madrid team where we got absolutely <laughs> hammered, and you thought it was the best day of your life. Which yeah, one? The best day of my life one. And, uh, O'Reilly, O'Reilly, even, even. On the day that it is, I'm leaving and I respond. No, I just think, well, first of all, I put money on Riley. He scores like, surely today will be the day he scores. And he's he's through in goal and he just doesn't hit it. And I think hopefully that he gets that out of his game, you know what I mean? Because he could have been, it could have been 4-1, 5-1 at the end. Couldn't it have had Sabanovich yeah, was running like should, a maniac? He was brilliant. Should have been, should have been, you know what I mean? Yeah. Should have been Hatsabanovic. more ruthless at the end. Aye, Haxabanovich should have squared one of them as well to Abada. Yeah, yeah, Stand yeah. himself that side of the goal. Aye, O'Reilly's just got to bury that. Like, it's far too easy for McGregor. What's funny about that's a, a strange, again, being a bit critical, not critical, but looking at the, the way the teams are shaping up. Abada, would he be annoyed that he wasn't playing? Or is he taking that? And also, then he comes on and he does that mad dive. You're just like, oh, and you're wondering. So again, you're looking forward to this, the, to this, the, the summertime. And you're like, wow, what's going to happen now? And I'd have liked a badder not to have died and really drove on and maybe cut that ball back. And you know, I mean, I thought that was a bit of a, a blot on his copybook if Anne's watching that. And I'd like Taksibanovich because I thought he came on, he was just on it. He was Chris Hole, never really done much. I don't think the Japanese midfield player, you know, I mean, he. He didn't, but I thought Hatsabanovich had, had got gripped the game and it'd been lovely for him to score. And I think O'Reilly, being selfish, I think it would have been a bit of a monkey off his back if he just hit that ball. Because McGregor, it's usual, it's a world class saving McGregor, but really he gives him all the opportunity to save, you know. And the ball for Johnston, was it through to Hatsabanovich? Um, Johnson just pushed off Barisic Barisic tried to take the ball from Johnson just pushed yeah. him away and then put the ball right across field yeah that's... what a pass that was like absolutely sensational yeah. way about five minutes to go after that well the, the, the other thing Endo from a, a sporting point of view just, just looking at if you're if you're trying to beat Celtic like say for instance you're managing Aberdeen or whatever you've got to try and make sure your teams are super fit Perhaps that's, that, that would be a, a non-negotiable for me in terms of if you're going to run a Celtic team. Celtic were super fit, and you watch what's happened with uh, all that. They're just they're not up to the levels of fitness. They're not up yeah. to what they're supposed to be trying to trying to do. It's like Celtic just run over the top, or, or sorry, I run over the top of every Scottish team now. But a lot. Yeah, but I think that's. One is we've got the more, uh, we've got a better breed of player. So our players are stronger, more naturally, faster, more naturally, and, you know, have better football brains. So we've just got a better of a caliber of player full stop. Um, and then the, the fitness part, you know, there's no excuse for other clubs not pushing their players to be as fit as they can, because ultimately that's the one attribute they can control. 
Um, they might not be the most skillful, might not have the best footballing brains, but you can always be working on fitness. So that's probably just a, a wee bit of a sad indictment of where where the Scottish game is at the moment. That um, there's there's a big gap, and even when it comes to fitness on the pitch, there, there's a bit of a gap as well there. Um, but you know it'll it'll change again. There's not we're in a bit. It feels like the team's hitting a little bit of a peak at the moment uh, in terms of you know picking who that starting eleven is and and the levels that they're all playing at. They they all seem to be playing pretty well at the moment. Um, there was phases last year when you know Hatati was off or Kyogo was off, Jota was off, whereas most of them are are on at the moment. Um, which is obviously a, a bonus for us, but ideally we want them to be on at the start of next season when they're when they're playing the Champions League again. All all being well, Granty Granty was on the. I thought Granty was about. You let your man in the BBC podcast. You let your man the Rangers guy. I don't know who he was. Ross something away with Rory murder. Loy. Rory Loy. You let him be a murder. I'm sure that Granny like Granny just nail. Like they're saying, oh. If Raskin had played, blah, blah, blah. Yes, Raskin must be the best player in the world because if he'd played, apparently it'd have been a lot closer. Anyway, Granty said something really interesting, but he said the most, and this isn't me being smug, like I'm not an Irish rugby fan, I mean, so it's, I'm not that, I'm not, the fact is, he's saying that their biggest challenge is, is, is during the week playing for Celtic in the training ground, you know? And that's, that just, that's just goosebumps, you're like, we're really, we've got to a level now that our players are pushing each other. The, the, the game, the level of games, you know what I mean? Like, and that's that's great for Celtic. It's a really, this could be not just a purple patch for the team, it's a purple patch for Celtic uh, as, a, as a club, you know, not really doing much wrong. Um, yeah, everything's just, yeah, everything in the garden is rosy at the minute and it is great. It, to me, it's not. It was never rocket science, though. It was getting, you know, just a manager in that kind of get gets the mentality of the club and gets, you know, what what the club's all about. Just that rel- that relentless need to win, no matter who the opponent is, um, and you know, can build a club to that, that's just all about that. Get with that kind of single purpose. Um, so you know. Yeah, it's just it's great that obviously it's easier said than done, but you know he does kind of uh, the thing about Postecoglou is he does. I just feel like he really gets it, you know, and he he wants to to push us on, and you know it just feels like a really kind of perfect fit at the moment. So it is really good, and just it, trying to en- enjoy it and not worry too much about. He has come out and said again that you'd be surprised how long he stays, but. I was getting last week, Dan. I was getting the worry beads out a wee bit, but it just it like like it's so much happiness. Like if you go down and manage Everton or someone, like you're going to get the level of happiness you're going to get with being a Celtic. Again, I started the podcast here. I didn't really understand how much the league cup meant. I've been so happy the last couple of days. I mean, it's okay. We've got the banner years, which we'll touch on. But I'm just so happy that Celtic are able to put. I mean, Hatati's so happy. Kyogo's just Kujota. These young guys are coming over to different countries and they're they're getting Celtic and they're enjoying the experience. Uh, remember all those years ago, De Canio couldn't wait to leave and George Cadet and Hoydonk they were just a bit uh, bad taste in the mouth. Uh, and yeah. Tommy Burns. I, I wouldn't. Was, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be getting too carried away. I think if a, a nice offer came in for Jota that suited the the club and him, he would be away. I'd be. I mean, I'll say now, we can wind this back. In three years, if Jota's still with us, I will be very surprised. Yeah, no, that's I don't think so. But, that, but that's fine. The players are the players. No, I know it's know. fine. No, I'm, that's, that's what I'm saying. That That's our model. But I think uh, Paul's almost saying, like, these guys love it. They're totally invested mm. in it. You know, they're not like De Canio. They're not like Van Hoydonk. But I'm kind of saying... When it comes down to it, they will be like Van Hoydonk and they will be like De Canio. And if bigger money comes in, that's a club they fancy, they will go. Yeah. Aye, Cadet and Van Hoydonk left because of money. You know, they were promised one thing and given another, and that's just who, were, who was in charge of the club at the time. 
you know, it's it's obviously a different scenario as well. But I get I get what you're going with, Paul, but well, they're definitely not going to be here. They're going to move on to bigger and better things. We are a stepping block, which we know that fine well. Some players will maybe hang around a little bit longer than others, but um, we are still seen as also a stepping block to the English Premier League or other teams, you know. But just just, just touching quickly back on like Postecoglou there at the weekend, I, I, I don't think he didn't, he definitely didn't have a point to prove. But I think the media and obviously the shite that was coming out for Ibrox put a little bit of pressure on him and I think if Rangers would have won that game then the um, the Knights would have been shattered saying oh well there your man Bale he's won nine games in a row he's just beaten Celtic say that, that's him won a trophy in his first attempt so I think there was I think Andrew was delighted more than anything I've never seen, as we were saying I've never seen him as happy in all my life at the end of the game but I think there was maybe just a sigh of relief going there you go told you so all the crap they've been getting all week about Bale this Bale that all the stuff in the media I think there was just a big sign of relief and a get it up you kind of thing as well you know for want of a better phrase I think this thing about trust Dan but like he's becoming more apparent every time there's a conversation had with like the senior players but like he does if you look okay I mean we're talking about Celtic Rangers game if you look at the man micromanagement of the biggest mouth the South Bale Compared to the trust that Ange has given his players, he's like, no, they'll work it out themselves. I don't get in the changing room. So I suppose in the game, you're just trusting the players to do their thing. And that that that's still a leap of faith. Like the other thing, like we said something about, yeah, maybe young, when I was younger, I maybe bond them straight away. I remember Ferguson and Keane saying, you only enjoy the trophy for like two minutes, then you're, I mean, just like, like put your head in, you know what I mean? But Ange is saying, I give them the 24 hours. But and even when he said it, I expect them to then switch on after twenty four hours. You can feel it yourself, like yeah, I'd do that for you, and you know that way you can feel the pull of a man that knows that he's thought about this, and the players go and enjoy themselves. Then they go back to work on the Monday or the Tuesday. Uh, whereas it's easier to man manage or micromanage these players, but he's given them the freedom to do what they want. But I suppose you're you're, you're not you're panicking. You're still hoping that they they, they take it all in. And uh, that's why Greg Taylor's such a great football player, in my eyes, because he's intelligent and he knows what to do, you know. And he delivers. He does, continues to. Continues to. Um, and it's great, it's great to see that, obviously, the guys were brought in to replace Juranovic and Yakimakis are paying off nicely, you know. I thought, all done well again, just coming on for his short spell and holding the ball up and getting, getting in about it. And... Um, I think Johnson again had another good game. Didn't really put much effort wrong. Obviously, Hendo says there that stupid free kick he gave away. But apart from that, I thought he'd done quite well. It's definitely been a great replacement. Well, Hendo, I mean... We've not, not been weakened by the sale of Juranovic, have we? No. See, see, that's the thing, Hendo, but we, we talked about this again a couple of months ago, was the adult decision-making that's made by Celtic now. And the fact is that we pinpointed... Johnson had come in and that's pretty much seamless but that's an adult world and going okay look this is what's going to happen we put forward a couple of solutions we go and get one of the solutions we bring him in early and then he takes on the, he takes on the mantle of of that player and it's pretty seamless and, and he's got the intelligence to work out remember they were asking him you're going to have to vie for your position and all that and he's like yeah yeah whatever I'm just, I'm here, I'm going to work hard. Three minutes later, uh, we, we've got a change, the change in team, and suddenly this player just walks in. When the difference between, and that's what, another thing, Hendel, talking about, yeah, four years' time, the fact is that, that one of the best players I've seen playing for Celtic on the wing is Patrick Roberts. I thought he was really good. But it's taken Roberts now in this Sunderland team that he's in just now a long time to find a team that can benefit his skills and a manager that understands him, uh, Tony Mowbray. So Jota, yeah, he will be away in four years. I'm not disagreeing with you, but these type of managers, they're very difficult to find, you know, and and, and you're quickly kicked away if you don't find them. And that's the type of role, you know. So, yeah. I thought Patrick. I thought Patrick Roberts was going to be a, a, an absolute standout star. 
Yeah, but I mean, it shows you how things change quickly uh, in this world because ultimately, you know, the conversations this week could have been a whole lot different if Fashion Sakala had, had stuck the ball in the net. Uh, we've taken off Kyogo and Hitate. The game goes to extra time and you're missing two of your best players. But, you know, th- those decisions went in our favour. Um, but if they hadn't, you know, the narrative can can quickly change. So I think you just you do, you just have to enjoy enjoy the moments um and uh you know not dwell on them, not dwell on the victories either. Don't dwell on the losses too long, but don't dwell on the victories because it can all it can all change quickly again. So just focus on the focus on the next game and what you can control going forward. But interesting enough, like we we mean we've had big conversations about was you your 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 tight your your thingy margins, remember? But Celtic mm-hmm. Shakhtar Donetsk are still doing well, Leipzig are doing well, uh, Real Madrid are doing really well in Europe, you know. So it was a tough test that we had uh, in our European games, and in those games we didn't have the quality to get those couple of goals but I think we're sharper than we were this time last year and maybe sorry I believe that the quality just that gives you the chances of getting you know you know, what I mean that sharpness uh, the of, one like, thing the, the thing about us in the Champions League this year was Kyogo was in a really bad run of form in front of goal I mean people forget that he went a long spell Across those Champions League games, I remember he scored these two months. He went without a goal. Yeah, that was you know that was bad luck. If he was in the form that he's in now, he's scoring you know a few of those one or two of those chances he gets in the Champions League, and then it is a different ball game for us. So I'm more you know at the time I was thinking, "Hmm, can he really cut it at this level? But he was in really bad form, and then obviously the last few months he's just been phenomenal. Um, yeah. He hadn't scored that, against Rangers. He's now scored three in the last kind of two games against them. So, yeah, I kind of definitely feel that that was his dip in form coincided with us being in the Champions League, which was 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 very bad. You know, bad timing, of course. Yeah, but that that was always the risk with that Champions League campaign was there was no. There was no space between any of the yeah. games, yeah. Um, so it wasn't just an individual issue. It was just a a club form issue as well. If you're having a bad patch, uh, there's not going to be a hiding place because you're going to have a Champions League match every single week. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. You know that that, right. that was always the the thing with that. Whereas normally, with the spread of it, you kind of you you, you get to average out the form. Whereas ultimately, yeah, he he was in a wee bit of a bad a bad period in front of goal and it, it coincided with the, the run of the, the Champions League games. Yeah. But I think as well, I think our midfield players, like I think if you look at the, the Moyes pass, if you look at Atati's couple of passes in the last couple of weeks, I think we're beginning to find them a bit quicker. Our midfield players are more forward thinking and we're getting those, we're pinging those balls in. To, to allow yeah. him to do his job better, you know, because his runs are still doing the same runs, but as the team's maturing and the team's getting better, uh, I'd love to see Atati in the Champions League for Celtic next year with his, if that happens, yeah. whether, whether it happens or not. But he, Moy as well, the head up, the sort of moving the ball and getting the ball. It's, it, it's little, little things like that make a, a big difference uh, when you've got a player that just keeps running. And running the lines and running, you know. Yeah, they do. I, the I don't think we should be getting Japanese guy. Surely, um, that'll be sorry, Hendel. Um, I was just going to say, like the new Japanese guy is the you know the holding midfielder. He's hardly any game time, but you'd be hoping that he would come into play in the Champions League next year. He was the J League Player of the Year last year, so that's he's hardly even played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. All, all I was going to say is I wouldn't be getting carried away around the form of the team now versus some of the Scottish Premier League teams who are, you know, out of form, a lot of them, and, you know, substandard versus previous years. 
Um, you know, this is not, you know, the league always goes through cycles of, you know, Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs being strong. And at the moment, we're kind of in one of the weaker cycles in terms of uh, the other teams in the league. You know, the, the gap between Celtic and Rangers and everyone else at the moment is a big one this season. So as much as we might look like we're playing great football, we've also just said, you know, the other teams don't look fit. Um, they're certainly not as uh, well run and as well managed as as we are. So I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily translate us looking great against them to um, you know a better run in the the Champions League. I think once that comes round again, it's going to feel like a massive step up. Um, but that said, Aaron Moy had a great World Cup and did step up and play at a world level and show that he's uh, capable of, um, you know, running a midfield against whoever. So there's de- there's definitely signs in there, but just because you've you've strung a nice few passes against Livingston at home, um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean we're going to be going to be doing it against uh, Barcelona or Manchester United or someone. Oh, I think we are in the okay. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I can tell you, you've gone. You're like, we've won oh, the just, League Cup and you've fast-forwarded us winning oh, just, uh, winning through to the Champions League knockout stages. I can see it. Yeah, I'm all over it. I'm all over it. I'm just, I'm in the Angie Love train now. I'm just, just, oh, just too much. I just close my I'll phone be wait, I'll be waiting for that first lone podcast after our first game, first heavy defeat. <laughs> yeah, you're talk, you keep talking about raining things back and saying... Nobody listened to my podcast after the Real Madrid game last time because I went to Harris. Does anybody know, do we have to go through the, is it Champions League qualifiers again for next year? Or is it straight in, I believe. Sorry? I think we're straight in as long as the the Ruskies remain banned. Um, I think that's the the deal. Um, Could be wrong, but I I was under the impression that we were were straight in. yeah, because Russian teams are out. I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Keep keep them out. So Dan, yeah. what, Dan, what was your funny? What was your funny? What was your funny? Why keep geopolitics out of this? <laughs> uh, keep politics out of football, but keep Celtic yeah. in the Champions League. Absolutely. So Dan, then what was your apart from Rory missing his flight on Tuesday morning? Mm. What was your funny? What What was your funniest? Uh, take from the the banter years apparently it disappeared five years ago because Keith Jackson told us what was your funniest uh, like Twitter or video or whatever what was your memorable moment away from the game Um, maybe not banter years but I thought the singing at half time was fabulous that video of the full Celtic and just bouncing at half time oh, was yeah, a good video yeah, yeah. the guy runs across the back of the Celtic fans yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah. Um, but banter year scenario like them not putting our name on their jersey. <laughs> I just thought that was absolutely ridiculous. Them obviously going down the tunnel. Um, you just got to have a, a gig like that. Um, what was the jersey thing? Sorry, I missed. Jeez, oh, I thought I'd consumed all. So you know, in the middle of the Celtic jersey, it says Celtic v Rangers, Scottish League yeah, Cup yeah, final, yeah, blah blah. Yeah. So Rangers just had it on above their badge. Scottish League Cup final around their badge and that was it they didn't have a, never never had Celtic on their top just unreal. so just the, the minute freaking things um, they had to get um, obviously a guy in to do a, a, a pep talk after the game uh, was that guy a, <laughs> what was that a, a sports psychologist sports psychologist in after the game it's the Caller calling as the other mob um, Bale and Sutton oh, it's just laughable like absolutely laughable I carry on before it all the Rangers fans getting hyped up because they chased away the Green Brigade or they chased away some fucking Celtic few guys that were putting out a TIFO they were all going mental about that before the game I couldn't believe how big that was in social media and actually nothing happened I was in work on Monday and guys like oh there was a huge fight before the game I was like nothing happened a group of lads chased another group of lads and the police were in between them (laughs) that was that the guys were oh I thought it was a big riot before the game I was like no nothing, nothing happened 
So anyway, ah, you can always get, you can always rely on it. The fan denial thing is that is it Paddy Power that does that? Yeah, it's so funny. That, that was a that was a good that was a good laugh. I enjoyed that. Michael Beale was the sort of man that crosses the road by looking up and down. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, I'm so it's so funny. Sendo, did you have any any funny things that came across your desk? Um, no, I was just uh, I, I, I don't I don't want to get caught up too much in the glow thing because see when Nagon had that horrible <laughs> last year, it was just it was horrendous. So kind of just take my victory, kiss the kids good night. Thank my lucky stars I'm a Celtic fan and just, you know, get on with my get on with my day. Um you can spend hours trawling through all the stuff online and the, the daft wee things of one upmanship, but uh my, my life's too short to kinda get too caught up in that. We won the game, that's ultimately all that matters to me. Hendo Hendo on Sunday night. And this is the God's honest truth, Mikey. Yeah, you spent I, four hours on follow, follow. Yeah, yeah. And then I, and then I fell asleep <laughs> listening to Heart and Hand, the podcast <laughs> three days before the cup final. And they're like, they were talking about how they're, they're the better team and they're going to do this and do that. And I just fell asleep, just happy, happy out. I mean, just thinking, none of that came true. I mean, I'm just so happy. Follow, what, what follow, is, what is your name? What's your name on follow follow? Can you divulge it? Is it like I love Tav or what is it? No, no, I don't have a name. I just go on and they know I'm on it. I don't have a name. I don't have a other cheese. Like I have never seen a football manager go from hero to zero as quickly as Michael Beale. They absolutely ripped him. It took like, that Partick Thistle thing that that seemed to have really the Partick Thistle thing started it, yeah, right, okay, and then he picked the wrong team at two o'clock. Every Rangers fan in the world knew he'd picked the wrong team, and half time, at half time you're watching it. And I'm like half time, half time. They're like they're going to change it, going to change it. He didn't change it, and then the Cardinal thing taking Morelos off when he'd scored. Mm. Like they, they've just totally. F- 180 them. They can't believe how naive a guy that's only managed for 19 <laughs> games can be. I, mean, <laughs> I, think, I think one of the things I heard someone on the radio was uh, he was talking about Raskin not having enough match minutes in his legs uh, against a team like Celtic at the moment. Um, that's why he didn't get the nod. But then he started Lundstrom, who's been out injured for the last month and has got no minutes at all. Um, so I was like, right, what is your logic? Because it's slightly contradictory here as to, as to what you're... So I think stuff like that does lose fans. You know, it's like if, if your manager comes out with one thing but then contradicts himself, you lose the room quickly. It was Ronnie Ronnie Dyler. I, I thought I just wanted to think that Ronnie Dyler was amazing. They got Gary G, GMS GMS stuff. You know what I mean, I was just like, oh, what's he doing? You know what I mean, that sort of stuff. But yeah, I my yeah, my my funny one actually, Dan was the was a wee guy telling telling the the guy was at Billy telling McGregor what stairs to get up. McGregor's like, I, I, I've been here before, I've done this before, he could just lip read it. And I missed that, because I was too busy looking at the wee guy, and I'm like, who is that wee dude with his blazer on? And he just goes up to McGregor and says to McGregor, oh, wait, that's what stairs you've got to. And McGregor's like, I've, I've been here before, it's just the way he does it. Like, yes, he's been there 20 times before. I, mean, I just thought that was really funny. But, uh, Mikey, Mikey, did you not... Am I, am I just a... Am I just a lone person that trolls through all this stuff with great glee? I'm not no. glo- I'm not gloating. I just think it's just comedy gold. Uh, there was some. There was a big. There was a big thread, wasn't there, on Twitter of like some guy just basically saying Rangers are pish. Right, a Rangers fan basically kind of documenting all the failures of the Rangers board over the last kind of two or three years, and yeah, it's. Even they, even they seem to just want to 
breeze over that European final. It was like an aberration. It didn't actually happen for them. I just, yeah. So that was maybe, the, you know, a Twitter thread did make me chuckle. It was a, a healthy dose of kind of reality for a lot of Rangers fans. They do seem genuinely, you know, they want they want regime change now. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. But, but like, as Hendel says, things can can change very quickly. Um you know, Mac, I, I like that girl doing that version of Jot on the Wing on the radio. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like Dixon. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that was probably your new, cool your new love, Dan. Is that your new love, Dan? Yeah. Nah, she loves me as well, don't worry. Oh, just, that was brilliant. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I spent Pajolity Sunday driving everywhere up the wall. I was playing it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, likewise. So, um, yeah, that was, that was probably my highlight of social media from the weekend. There was a good one somebody put on Sunday night as well as um, whoever was in Google HQ in Dublin, if you typed Celtic into the search bar in Google, it just popped off green fireworks, green white fireworks on your Google nice. page. It's <laughs> like excellent. The small things. Small Would that have happened if you'd put Manchester United in as well or was that a Celtics kind of specific thing? Again, I'm leaving the kind of person who put in Man United. If we yeah. put in Rangers, Paul maybe I tried it, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about, talk about small-minded. I was sitting with Joshua watching the game and Todd, Todd Cantwell was getting up to come on and Todd Cantwell fixed his hair as he was preparing to come on the pitch. And I'm like, Joshua, if you're playing for Celtic, can I ever see you fixing your hair <laughs> to come off the pitch? <laughs> I'm just like, totally. Well, like, I'm delighted. I, can't, like, I, I do apologise to everybody for my small-mindedness, but I just love it. I just can't. I just, just so much comedy in it. There's just so much comedy. Even the fact that the Union Bears put standards up after range after Beale done his sort of TikTok, give a uh, party Thistle a goal, give them a chance. I mean, he's playing to a bigger audience. He's trying to get his profile up. It's got nothing to do with fair play. And then they say next week the Rangers fans chastise him and say weird standards, want two trophies in a hundred year or whatever it is. And then <laughs> Celtic fans have just got waiting in ninety minutes to say we set the standard. I just was like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, oh, that's the best banner ever. We set and the thing is on follow follow, they were like, they set us up for that. And that's just an absolute choker for them, you know what I mean? They didn't like I heard that. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> like, I'd be if I was a Celtic fan and that happened to Celtic, I'd be I'd I'd have to go I'd have to go for a walk. You'd find me in the park for, I'd be so annoyed that people let that be said about Celtic. I just I would drive me insane, you know. Well I think it was as well because they they kinda of opened the door up to the the club only being eleven years old. Because it's actually <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. two trophies and no, eighteen months, but they went the route of two trophies in eleven years since the the club was uh, formed. So I think that was uh, also what pissed people off. Definitely wasn't a proofread done there. Like I don't think they, I don't think they took it out and worked in a focus group first to yeah. to run it past them and say, "What do you think of this?" So uh, I think it's that like, was. Uh, in fact, they probably like, did handle and still went ahead with it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that, you know, when the when the old club died and they suddenly they suddenly forgot that they had a whole group of fans called No to the New Co. Um, oh no, we didn't have a you know, but now we are New Co. Oh, I forgot about right. it. I forgot about red it. red card to liquidation. Yeah, <laughs> let's forget about those banners. We're going to move on. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's, the other thing, the other thing that as well, just on the accuracy of things, was I think. Uh, Michael Beale had come out and said of the last four trophies handed out in Scotland two of them have been given to Rangers and it's like no the last five <laughs> two of them have been given to Rangers so just like just fact checking and just oh, just making an idea of himself the, the, the thing that makes me real is really is the TIFO things like Rangers fans can't do a TIFO and it's just know, the, it's, it's the thing but like it's the same stuff it's what Rangers fans were going to try and do what they achieved and then you, they just throw the jigsaw Rangers fans will finish the jigsaw and you're just like, and the thing is it's the same joke over and over and I just laugh over and over again I just think it's so funny the other, the other simple one was they don't want to be associated with it. They only put our name on their jersey and all that. And then somebody pulled up a picture. It was like last year. They had the big 
they made up the big banners for their game at Ibrox that says we are the old firm. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? We are the old firm. Celtic Rangers is the old firm. And now it's like, nah, don't want to have any TV, don't want to be talking, don't want to have your name on our jersey. <laughs> oh, let's make it lined up. What's going on? Also as well, yeah. I'm beginning to feel not like I just feel the super salary like Sally must have hundreds of like, like everything he does like he has a wee bit of banter with uh, Ange and then suddenly <laughs> just fans just won't want to kill him I mean they're like don't give him anything it's just it's so narrow that you can't really like Neil McCann was writing the paper like t- telling Rangers how they were going to beat us like Neil McCann and after he just full of praise for Celtic he just even I mean, called Cal yeah. McGregor a Rolls Royce Rolls Royce, yeah, boys. He, he regretted it when he said it, didn't he? But yeah, I just. <laughs> but it's true. But it's true. True. Yeah, it's true. Ben even said it as well. So, Hendo, you know, ultimate professional. You know, that up or down. I mean, poor, poor Paul, just giddy, can't sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you have to come down and take your phone off me. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is the Champions League final next year? Just a couple fights. Aye, aye, aye. I'm gonna. I've started saving, saving Hendo for the last 16 game. That I mean. yeah. take, take some Kleenex with you this time for drying your eyes. Since the fifth goal goes in, you're still so happy. Hey, they scored, <laughs> hey, they scored five goals against Liverpool. That I mean, nobody's crying about that. I'll be honest though, that, that goal in Madrid, man, I celebrated that like we'd won the fucking Champions League, honestly. See when Josh scored that goal. Oh my God, the Silicon was gone mental, absolute mental. <laughs> Endo, you're coming next time. Next time we're going Champions League. You guys are a disgrace. We're going to come fly in at Glasgow, pick you up, and then take you to the game and watch you blubber like a a young young boy with Celtic's going (laughs) Or try and watch you, or me and Dan are still crying as well. Endo, come on, man. We'd been waiting waiting that game for so long and then he scored a goal in the Bernabeu against Madrid. Come on. You had to give us something. At at (laughs) 0-5. But uh, yeah, so there we go. Any other funnies? There was loads of funnies, but we can't we can't do them real justice. So After being a, uh, but yeah, Dan's got his new love. Uh, maybe see somebody will listen to us. I listened to Heart and Hand today as well. Uh, just for just for completion, complete completing my 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 slagging myself. I listened to Heart and Hand, and they're actually very very disappointed in their football club. I think they. It's it dropped everything. Sort of dropped, you know that way. Uh, I'm delighted. Absolutely delighted. And so, but the, the I don't even thing. know how you. I don't even know how you've got the patience to listen to them. By the way, I can't even listen to the one one minute snippets people put online. Yeah. Oh. I can't even listen to this podcast. And that's about <laughs> my team, and I'm on it half the time. <laughs> no, put, put the razors down, Hendo. Put the razors down. Just in case it gets you elated, or that, I mean. It's good to get a bit of uh, a bit of uh, excitement when you're 45. Trust me. So, oh, so, so what do we need at the minute? We need ten wins to win the league. Is that right? Is there thirteen games left? Yeah, must be. Yeah, but two of them are against Rangers, so it must be. Oh, good know. point. I'm rubbish at maths. Eight. Endo, this is your forty. Many many games to win the league. Come on, Hendo. Yeah. You told us this. We like, told us this last year, and you got it spot on, more or less. Well, Didn't want I... to say at this stage. There's, there's no point in trying to do it until the split, anyway. Don't be split. It's Connie... before the split. If we keep going the way we're going, Con- Connie straight away with the treble converse. I, I don't like that about interviewers talking about the treble. I don't think about the treble at all. I'm just like, just get the league. Wait, you've got us in the last 16 of the Champions League next oh, no, year. You, you, you don't think you, about you, the treble. No, you think I disagree, Paul. When you win the League Cup and you're still in the Scottish Cup, you're thinking oh, of the treble. That is the natural... No, like, it's I, like, first one's in the bag. You're starting to think, right, OK. No. We're the best team in Scotland here. I'll tell, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Lee Griffiths. You talked about Lee Griffiths all those years ago against Inverness Cali. Remember that? I remember that day and they totally I was raging that day so I don't think about it just because of that because you can be cheated out these one game I mean, who have they got Rafe Rovers or something like that? we keep getting top teams and yeah, it is a tough it is a tough I'm not interested in the, I'm interested in Celtic win the league and then 
Yeah, the rest of it, you just have to see what's going on. I mean, that's that's my view on it because you can be cheated out of this, then you get disappointed. I don't like being disappointed. I mean, so that's my view on it. But uh, yeah, Hendo, thanks a lot for your your uh, your your level headedness. Although I still don't, I'm still never forgive you for your Real Madrid chat. <laughs> Even Dan's Dan's <laughs> looking at you. The points are snapping. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I was just delighted. Dan, Are you, is is Martin Henry glass half empty, glass half full? He doesn't even take a glass. That's what he doesn't. He refuses a glass. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking from straight from the tap. That's it. <laughs> Obviously not drinking down straight from the tap where Mikey comes from, you end up with Lyme disease or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Brown, just delighted. I'm delighted. Absolutely over the moon, but I'm not going to go and follow follow tonight. I'm going to try and get to my bed early. And uh, Dan, are you, are you happy enough? I'm always happy, Paul. I'm always happy. Life is good. Yeah, life is good. And Mikey, Dal, all good? Yeah, games can't come quick enough. Just... You know, keep them coming, Celtic. It's a joy to watch them at the minute. It's great to be a fan. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, thanks, Hendo, for trying to listen. <laughs> yeah, Miller, Miller. Uh, Dan, I was talking to Miller last week, actually. And Miller said that he he listens to the podcast to, to put him to sleep at night. At least he's honest. No, but he wasn't slagging it. He just said it, 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 it calms me down. Maybe it's Hendo talking to him at night time. He's like, oh, Hendo knows his level. Crushing <laughs> all his dreams. No, maybe you're just, you're just bringing him down. <laughs> he goes to sleep in a depression. <laughs> I'm sure he's happy. Uh, yeah, we go. So, yeah, you can, you can listen to us to... to, to uh, if you get a song, yeah, you can listen to us as well. I mean, or you can not listen to it. Hendo doesn't. You can finish it with some lullaby music. You know, that <laughs> twinkle, twinkle yeah. for Muller. I'm sure he's sleeping well before this is ends anyway. But yeah, and then I didn't even look. I had, a, I had a rant about Michael Beale, and I didn't even use it because I'm just happy. I don't care. Rubbish. But anyway, thanks a lot, guys, for uh, coming on tonight. And uh, onwards and upwards. And hopefully next week's at Man will be all good. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. Take care. All the best. Any God bless. Cheers. Good night. My notes.